I'm John. And I'm Jason. And this is Digital Divination on the No Direction Network. for episode 94 of Digital Divination, creeping ever closer. Uh, six yes. episodes, that's like three months for us. Still, <laughs> time marches inexorably on, so we will get there. We we, we will, uh, uh, yes. God willing, if the river don't rise, right? Okay. Yeah. I've always heard that as creek. creek. God willing, yeah. and the creek don't rise. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. I just because I had a creek near where I grew up, so I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's funny in the winter time up in Camino, we um, we do get some flooding in our area, yeah. and we do worry about it rising. And I literally bought a what's called a floodgate to put oh. in our basement door, okay. so that um, if if water does get in that area, it's supposed to keep it out. So. Uh, good. <laughs> we'll see. Good, good, good. The last two winters, it got close, but it didn't didn't quite get there. Good. Well, so, I mean, then then that's good news. God God was willing. Yes, yes, yes. So, how have you been this last couple of weeks? You know, I've been okay. I've been hanging in there. Yeah. Make just getting through getting through the weeks, getting through the through the days. But I don't really have anything interesting to say about anything <laughs> to be okay. honest. No, no, um, the, uh, I mean, just the first thing that comes to mind really is that it, it, more recent that um, I was playing um, in this uh, GI Joe campaign and uh, we were infiltrating a Cobra base. And to, to do that, we posed as basically, um, we, posed as, we posed as the Cobra cuties, which is a, <laughs> Very deep cut, uh, actual canon thing yeah. w that is essentially Cobra's USO. So we yeah. did a show for Cobra Commander and 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 the <laughs> Tamox and Zomat, Zamot and Tomax, um, and and while other people were now you go well I'll do my I'll do my monologue you go sneak out and yeah. and, and find the the you know the information. So that was fun. And I didn't yeah. expect this to actually. I, I, I went into. This, I got a kooky idea. Let me do this, and then I started doing it. And I didn't. I was just to distract everyone to get them into the yeah. auditorium. And then we're like, well, I guess we're doing the show now. I'm like, okay, let's do the show. <laughs> so fun stuff. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, I've been. How about I've you? been kind of busy. Um, school teaching has been keeping me busy. It's midterms mm -hmm. this past week, so I was making up midterms. And I have a ton of grading mm -hmm. to do this week, so that'll be. Um, I gave essay exams, so I got a great mm. essay exams kind of thing. Um, also, I've been refereeing. I don't know if I told you, I've been back to refereeing soccer again. No, you mentioned that last time. Yeah. yeah. That you well, were, I, yeah. I, um, I messed up my knee. Uh, <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. So I sprained, I think it's the PCL and maybe an MCL. I'm not quite sure if it's both. So it's laid me up for a couple of weeks now. And mm. I, had to stay, I stayed off it for the last four days. And, now I got to go back and teach. I got to walk around some, so I'm mm -hmm. yeah. hoping it uh, it should recover. It's not super okay. bad, but um, still, I was really getting into it, and then I just mm. twisted the wrong way, and my body's old, and uh, I didn't like that. So. Sure, yeah, I get that. I get that. But one of the 
other exciting things that happened is mm-hmm. I received this book. There it the is. Mail. There it is. It lives, which officially, as of yesterday when this recording is posted, so this recording is posted Thursday morning, as of Wednesday, it's officially released. So we'll talk about it um, yeah. officially. <laughs> official. <laughs> so. This will be official. Yeah, I haven't gotten my physical copy yet, unfortunately, but I will. Yeah, you guys are always sure. like the last, right? You know, they yeah, get it out pretty to much. Else and... I mean, yeah, you, you, everyone else is paying customers, so they should get their stuff first, honestly. But Right. When the contributor copies get, come, right? Then you get yeah, yours. Yeah, basically right? ours, yeah. And yeah. we get but we get to see the PDFs first, so Yes. That's if we that's want to. True. Yeah, no, it's uh it's kinda it's hundred and ninety two pages and mm-hmm. uh it has a lot of neat stuff in it. It sure does. It's got too much <laughs> stuff in it. <laughs> Honestly. It, it, I was thinking that too as I was going through. I'm thinking now uh I want to like redesign all my characters and stuff. You know, there's so many yeah. things that you can add now. There's a, there's a, um, archetype in there that I was like, Oh, that would have been great for a character that I no longer, I'm no longer playing because that campaign cr- crashed and burned, but mm-hmm. still that would have been a great uh, from the beginning. That would have been more fun than, than what I took. But, um, mm-hmm. because I was mm-hmm. literally playing a, a counselor on board the ship and right. There's a counselor archetype, which is yeah. fun. So anyway, rather than uh, go through the entire book, because I actually think Alex and James and their show, uh, Starfinder Beyond, will go through in a bit more detail, because that's the kind of thing sure. they do. Um, I want to go through this as I did with Ron when we talked about other books, is mm-hmm. just kind of discuss um, writing for it and or developing uh, yeah. for the book. Cool. Let's do it. I, I uh, didn't know any development for this, technically, I would say. So um, I yeah. just wrote some a couple things, some on the clock, some off the clock, but it how amounts that, to the same thing. How does that differ? I, you know, we say it amounts to the same thing, but what's the difference it, between the two? The difference between the two is what time of day I do it, the writing, <laughs> I would say, right? Uh, on the clock, I get to do it during work hours, and off the clock, I do it when it's not work hours, so. But you know right. that's just me, and I get a separate paycheck. That was the on the clock right. stuff. It's just part of my daily job. So, and and the stuff that I wrote, the, the the very little that I wrote on the clock didn't take me more than like a, a day anyway. So, mm-hmm. well, when they when they parcel stuff out, like I noticed, um, you know, part of the the development process here is mm-hmm. uh, developers put together an outline for it, and then they uh, and so here it says. Uh, Joe Passini was the development lead for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, then go out and recruit uh, freelancers, mm-hmm. and they send out an outline to the freelancers saying, "Hey, we're we're recruiting folks. Uh, are you interested in doing some of these sections?" They always reserve some sections, though. Yeah, for in-house development. Is that right? The on-the-clock stuff, or is that? Yeah, that's the that's else? basically on-the-clock stuff. Like some so like stuff like introductions need to be kind of written like after the fact, almost sometimes right. in copy fit, and so those are generally reserved for writing in-house. But uh, there's a lot uh, with this. You know, Starfinder Enhanced had a lot of like specific systems that needed right. to work kind of like specific ways, and that doesn't happen. This was probably the most of like on the clock writing that's been done for a Starfinder book in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, after the core rule book, essentially um, uh, there. Uh, uh, so this doesn't happen too often, but there's often sometimes where there's like, Oh, we need a, a system or a subsystem of some kind that needs to be kind of like 
taken care of by someone on the clock, maybe even sort of talking to the lead, you know, Joe or whoever uh, on the clock and and working out some stuff or maybe even doing some testing Um, and all that stuff is, 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 you know, again, sort of like just meant to be for the, the people who or have their hands in the guts of Starfinder books on a daily basis and, and, you know, ostensibly know the system better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Not to say Mm -hmm. that, they necessarily, uh, you know, always do. Some I've always been surprised at freelancers knowing a lot more about stuff than I do, honestly. So, well, and now you're Pathfinder, so you're not keeping up with it all. So that's fine. I'm right? also not keeping up with the Starfinder <laughs> stuff exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I imagine like for uh, the Starfinder 2.0, that's going to be probably the majority of that core book is going to oh, be yeah. in house, and right? they're not oh. going to freelance no. much out are they no no i mean the yeah same with the pathfinder original core rule book and then all the remaster stuff that i'm currently working on right is all mm-hmm. being done in-house right 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 right. so anyway um yeah there's a lot of a lot of stuff to this um you know character options and equipment and uh, a couple of systems and things and i, mm-hmm. I think overall it, it introduces enough interesting stuff that People should pick it up and buy mm-hmm. it, and because uh, you can do really cool things with your characters. Yeah, I think that's, some of the things that's... that are in here too are also kind of like made, for lack of a better word, core. They're sort of brought out from things like AP volumes or <laughs> decks of cards, um, and put into a hardback to make them more accessible for to, right. for, for for people to use, especially like on, in society play. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's interesting. I don't know for sure. I haven't seen this yet, but usually Alex has been trying to get uh, mm-hmm. books once they're out to be approved for society play, and I haven't yeah. seen the formal uh, notice on this one right. yet. But I imagine it's probably coming soon. You know, yeah, we said the, the, the night we're recording this, it, the book isn't technically out yet. But I know a lot of people have their PDFs and 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 things. So, yeah. uh, but I'm sure it's when the book is officially released, it'll be it'll be closer to that time. Right. Well, that's going to be yesterday when this thing gets posted. That'll be when it's officially released. Well, yeah, when this is supposed to be, when we're recording it, we don't know anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. this one, this this has also got the 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 problem that the problem this sort of hurdle that's a, a book like Pathfinder and Chain has is like when you use a class do you get to use the enhanced version or the not enhanced version right. and and this but all the other there's like a all the other class options are just for the normal you know the straight classes anyway so those are probably right. so get approved as they usually do those would probably be approved pretty quickly and there's yeah. four enhanced classes yeah. you kind of mentioned those mm-hmm. enhanced envoy enhanced solarian enhanced technomancer enhanced witch warper right so all of them uh, changed and buffed in some way and those yeah. ones might not be I don't know. They might never yeah, be we don't approved know. for society. Yeah. Play. It's hard to, hard to say. Anyway, um, what I wanted to talk a, a little bit more than is about the, kind of the sections that um, we worked on. Sure. And um, I'll start because I have a lot of sections I worked on. Sure. And, um, and, I, and you mentioned uh, you have a couple. And so mine were kind of in two groups. One of them was in equipment. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote... Uh, all the augmentations, all the uh, magic items, and all the hybrid items. So I had those three sections. And then I wrote character options for the mechanic, for the technomancer, and for the vanguard. 
So those are the six sections I had. I had almost 20,000 words altogether. So it was like my biggest kind of uh, yeah. contribution uh, to I mean, a, a book so far. Chapter two is equipment. So you've written most of chapter two, with the, with the exception of this stuff at the beginning that talks about, um, uh, 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 what's it called? Progression, scaling, scaling the equipment, right? Which right. is, I'm sure, I believe was something that was written in-house. Uh just to get the, well, the maybe half of chapter two. I don't know if it's most. I don't know. It's I haven't most done a page count on it. <laughs> okay. I would say it's, most, it's, it's a lot. I mean, yeah. you talk about augmentations and magic items and hybrid items and technological items. And, that, and, well, I, didn't and... Technological items. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't do technological items. Oh, you didn't do technological Okay, fair I enough. didn't do that one. I yeah, take yeah, it all yeah. back then, John. You yes, wrote nothing. That, that's what I'm saying. That was, those four pages I didn't do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, but what was interesting, so one of the things I did uh, once I got the book is I went through my final drafts that I submitted mm-hmm. and I compare them to what ended up in the book because I'm sure always am. interested in seeing what uh, edits or uh, developer edits were done, what's been dropped mm-hmm. and what's been added. Right. Uh, Cause I think those are all very informative things. Now you don't necessarily know why something gets right. dropped uh, you can kind of tell a little bit why there something might be edited, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then if it's included word for word, then you assume it it was good, right? Yeah. And um, what I noticed in in my equipment, almost every single item I wrote appeared. Um, there were a couple, maybe a couple from each section that got cut. I'm thinking due to word count, probably for and space, yeah. Yeah, and like nothing, there was like nothing extra added, really, right? Maybe sure, yeah. one item out of all, all those three added. Now, what did change is uh, some of the naming <laughs> changed. Mm, okay. Um, which I thought, when I looked at it, I thought, okay, that makes sense. That's a better name than this. And oh, that maybe that one's repetitive. Um, because I had, that, that's one of the things I had a hard time with for all my stuff mm, yeah. is coming, especially when I got to character, when I got to the Vanguard character options, man, I just like, I'm just calling oh, yeah. everything entropic, entropic something. <laughs> and, and they got tired of whoever did that got tired of it. And they started changing. The sure. That makes sense. I mean, that makes yeah. sense. It's, but, it's, uh, I, I wasn't sure, you know, I was like, oh, I can't think of too many different names. So I was really excited though, to, to see. For for the option uh, the equipment, almost everything got included. Character mm-hmm. options, there's a little bit. There were um, a couple more things dropped, and maybe similar one or two things added. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing of my word count, you know, ninety ninety five percent got in. So, um, I feel pretty good about that overall. I mean, yeah, I mean you should. It's it's great. There's a lot of words, and you know, it can like. Uh, vary of what gets changed from you know freelancer to freelancer specifically uh, of what you you know what you've done but you know the hope is always that you know everyone keeps every as much as we can because in the development process you don't want to have to redo pages and pages and pages of work right all right and that's my fear as a freelancer is i submit something and it's not good enough and somebody comes in and has to do complete rewrites and changes and pages and pages and then i'm never asked back again i mean the, well i feel like so, you don't have that problem uh at this point well uh, although, i didn't know you know i you submit it the, and then you hear nothing for a year yeah i mean <laughs> so. the hope is the hope is yeah. is that you get some you got some feedback during the milestone phase 
and say like, oh, this is looking good and go this way. But uh, that changes from, you know, from project to project from yeah, if, if there's yeah. time or not. And uh, one hopes that, you know, when if there is time for, for to get uh, a little bit of feedback when the development is done. But the development can take from when you turn it in, it can take months and months and months. Right. So right. you might not hear anything for months, but uh, uh, eventually maybe, you know, maybe, you know, again, it's all at the time. And, and, and honestly, a little bit of like this book having some, some uh, 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 staff shifting around kind of about right. when it was coming out. So. Uh, oh yeah 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 and maybe right. that you know feedback's not gonna happen for anybody on this book maybe <laughs> i don't know you know well i did i mean at my milestone I, I got some feedback i was trying to do something for one of the classes uh and i was i wasn't sure what direction joe wanted to go so i actually mm -hmm. asked him some questions sure. and perfect there and uh he said no no i want i want you to do this and so i did the other thing and apparently mm -hmm. that worked out well because it got in so great Compared uh, to terrific. working on, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, so what did you work on? Um, oh, yeah, just uh, mostly what I worked on was the um, uh, narrative starship combat. Uh, I think we've maybe even mentioned that a couple times. Um, then I also just sort of want the one of the things I did right on the clock was the brief section that is uh, about uh, the free archetype variant because it was such a beloved thing uh, in Pathfinder Second Edition. We and we decided to 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 to. Cram it into to Starfinder. Well, I'm very excited about narrative combat, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking at it now. Um, there are uh, several pages on this, and crew actions, and all kinds of different things you can do. Um, this is actually quite an extensive. Yeah, have you, there's there is one piece. I'm just rather looking at the one piece of art that is so very Star Trek. I'm surprised we can get away with it on um, page 178. Like that is as Star Trek-y as you can Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, on the bridge and yeah, the bridge picture. And, yeah, on screen. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It looks no. like maybe it's a Lashunta. No, maybe no. There's Lashunta. It looks like uh, Lashunta. Yeah. Yeah, but there's. Yeah. A, I thought it was maybe a full Lashunta ship, but there's a. You can see. A, oh yeah, yeah. A, a there's a Solarian up front. And the, uh, not yeah. Solarian. Uh, um, a uh, couple Kasatha Kasatha front. Yeah. Oh, another one sitting over there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but this, um, this is the picture. Oh yeah, sure. Show it off. Yeah, yeah. you can tell yeah. how Star Trekky that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just fun to write them. Uh, uh, honestly, uh, it does it does fall into the the I don't know what to call it. The GM has to do some work before beginning. If you're using it in a, a we wanted to make sure that you could use any existing starship stuff in some ways but there's right. still you're going to need to make some some adjustments and, and and write some things down but um uh for instance there's basically a, a section about like oh we have a special ability that a starship or a starship sized creature has in one of our alien archives how do you convert it um and how to so there's, there's gonna be some work in that fashion but once that's done um you know it's sort of meant to be way more free form and free-flowing and but yeah with rules of course there's rules and but there's a little more a little more give and take about what you can do uh in a turn and how 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 you can accomplish it but for the most part there's you know some things that you'll notice there's crew different types of crew actions and, and that kind of thing um but also one of the things i wanted to make it easier to do is for have uh, for gms to run starship combat this is hopefully way more because you don't have to worry about each individual crew member on an enemy ship you just take an enemy tactic and you and that's their turn that's that enemy's right. turn 
Right, right, right. For the yeah, running the enemy is a little bit easier. But yeah. this, so for a normal starship combat, I I make cheat sheets, and actually in Roll Twenty and other systems, yeah. you have cheat sheets for all the classes. So it looks like now, um, if we're going to use the narrative star right. combat, uh, uh, starship combat, we're going to have to build new cheat sheets for new cheat sheets. as well. That is true because there's each for each of the crew members and this does include the magic officer and the chief mate. Um there's like here's some things you can do. Here's basically four things you can do on your turn and what they do. Um it's a little bit less uh it is a little more um regimented in that sense uh, mainly for the how what kind of effect you want to 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 do. Um but uh each of them says uh that lists a couple preferred skills but I believe yeah. As I was writing it, you can kind of use any skill. <laughs> they like and describe how it relates to the action. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you're captain, oh, that one says preferred skills. But if you're uh, taunting the enemy and it says preferred skills, bluff, intimidate, or sense motive, maybe you're a, a, a captain who is really into physical science and you can be like, oh, I'm just going to point out how terrible their ship is made. Uh, or engineering, uh, how terribly their ship is made, how we're going to blow them apart, and that could be a good taunt, right? In that, mm-hmm. that's, it, in the system, you can make that roll. Yeah, or imagine if you have professions. Yeah, exactly, would, professions. Yeah, that would be really fun. Give you a whole new reason to take a cool profession, you know? Right. So. I mean, yeah, one of the captain action's preferred skills is actually a profession captain. So mm-hmm. well, I, I did think about that <laughs> while I was writing it. Nice, nice. Um, so you also have in here, mm-hmm. there are narrative starship upgrades. Yes, yes. Um, it's just sort of to work, because the normal starship building is right. not going to work the same way. Right. Um, because the stat packs are real simplified. Uh, but right, there are right, why right. not have why not throw in some extra things that say oh well let's throw in some it, because it's part of the fun of Starfinder is also you know making your your ship better um, so we're just sort of throwing in some things and some of these are related to actual Starship upgrades that exist like a blade of plating is a thing in Starship Operations Manual or the um, tractor beams and 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 right. mine layers they're all in there uh, it's just that how does that work in Starship Comp in this narrative. Right, version. right. No, I like, you know, yeah. so like tracking weapon, rather than having to roll the attack and miss or whatever, once per narrative starship combat, a gunner can re-roll a failed skill check that targets an enemy vessel. Yep. yep. Easy peasy. Yeah, pretty simple. Pretty simple. And you can see right yeah, after that, there's some like samples, PC starship blocks are literally like four lines long. Yeah, that's wild. Okay, here's the yeah. DC, here's the hard DC, here's the hit points. Yeah. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Average starship combat uh hit points is five if they're tiny they're one you know so it's like so you got to hit them like five times and then it's and no they're basically they you know the way it works is there's sort of like how many hits you how many hits you take yeah does depend on how many like skill check successes you make over the course of a round right right so it's not just make a skill check do a point of damage it's it's more like once you've got kind of built up the number of, of of skill successes so a lot of this um I did take a look at the Starship Chase rules that are in mm-hmm. that's in Starship Operations Manual and and do a little bit of uh, extrapolation of that. So they work in a semi similar way. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I like them. Um, now that I'm, I've taken a closer look at them, I think. Uh, ooh, 
I don't, I'm running, I'm doing two campaigns now. I don't know. I haven't looked far enough ahead in, into the last book of mm-hmm. Risings of the Vast to see if there's starship combat. But I know in To Defy the Dragon, <laughs> there's no starship combat. Yeah. Um, Except for so, at the beginning. Yeah, right. Right, right at the right. beginning, there was one. And, and that's, that's kind of narrative, even. <laughs> yeah, it does have some narrative things happening in it, that's for sure. Regardless um, what happens, you get shot down and you crash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's some stuff in Horizons of the Vast, the last volume. There might even be, like, fleet stuff, actually. Oh, yeah, because of all the troops yeah, large that scale. you're... Yeah. But that well, may also be sort of narratively, narratively extrapolated. It's been a while since I've looked at that last volume. Yeah, yeah. Now I got to go back and look at it. Yeah, um, I feel free see. to. Yeah, you should. You should just try to work these in because, especially at high levels, yeah, starship combat can be a bit of a a, a bit of a slog. So using the well, using long. this one, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, so using like, the narrative version, it'll be tighter, like five rounds. Yeah. All right. Um. I want to talk a little bit about two things mm-hmm. that I wrote sure. uh, that, I'm, that I like. And the first one is uh, an augmentation. Uh, so mm. when I was designing uh, a lot of the augmentations, I thought of uh, superheroes and stuff like that. Mm. See, mm-hmm. You know, how could I uh, build stuff in? And um, so one of the ones that I really liked, and um, it was renamed. Uh, you know, getting back to the rename things, I wanted to make uh, force claws like uh, Wolverine, right? Okay, force yeah, claws, yeah, yeah. right? Not adamantine, but force. And, you know, so they cut through everything and all kinds of stuff. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so these were they were renamed uh, a force lattice. Um. So basically, um, these are you have force okay. projectors that can be mounted inside an appendage, which is kind of like retractable claws, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they give the damage you deal with your unarmed strike, the force descriptor, and you have access mm-hmm. to, if you have access to multiple unarmed strikes, you must choose which unarmed uh, strike gains this benefit when installing it. So, uh, basically there, it's like installing in one. However, I would imagine if you have multiple appendages, you could probably install additionals. I would, that would be up to the GM because technically yeah. this is installed in the skin system and you can only yeah. have one augmentation per system. Yeah. Uh, but you maybe have a, gosh, do the uh, Verthani let you do two in one system? I think there's at least one species yeah. that, that you say you well, can I, Well, I guess I'm system. wondering, um, uh, so on this, so if you have access to multiple unarmed strikes, so if, mm-hmm. I guess that means multiple ways to do unarmed strikes, not... Sure, you when use you're both hands, because like an unarmed strike is using your head too, right? That would be, yeah, exactly. You yeah. might ha- now it it is unusual because I feel like we have we don't mm, specify like the 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 vesk unarmed strike doesn't say what it is, like right, right. Species, it can be it any, says you, any body part. It yeah. just says you get a you get an unarmed strike. People think, oh, maybe it's claws or fangs, or maybe it's the tail. Uh, but then if you got, I guess. Another, uh, um, like a species graph that gives you like a tail or something, a, a tail or something like that would be a second on arm strike or a different on arm strike, depending on what. Well, yeah, they might work different differently, one. they might, right. but they might work differently mechanically in terms of how much damage they do and whether or not they get the special. Oh, right, 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 right. Because you could get different levels of the species graph or something, maybe, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I imagine. So I could see um, why this was sort of not, I don't know if you flavored it as claws. No, um, that's what I called it. And that's where I was going. And it came out to be more generic. Yeah. Uh, But I I don't think I even, I just called it claws, but it wasn't. uh, That's how I was envisioning it. But I said it could go in any appendage. Right. Um, now, now I'm thinking I want to look back at the, I won't look at the exact wording. <laughs> the wording's real similar. It's just, sure. uh, called it a forced lattice, which makes sense. It's in the skin rather than, uh, yeah. Forced claw. I just, I was just thinking Wolverine. I want to have well, that, but forced claws. One of the things, you know, that's great about Starfinder is that you can describe things di- like have, yes. describe them as how you want. You always talk about like, what are your, what are your class abilities? Are they, more na- you know are they all magic are they all science whatever and this can be just like i've got force lattice on my character sheet but then when you describe what happens it's like right you snick out some claws yeah that are made yeah. of force and then and then and then rip a ghost in half i guess yes yes yeah. that's why i really like force effects so even when i did sure. um galactic magic i uh introduced the uh apocalypse bows because i mm. wanted bows that had the force uh force descriptor on them because yeah i just oh man incorporeal things when it, when we started playing we went through uh dead sons and mm-hmm. uh sp- here's some spoilers but you're gonna run into some ghosts that when you're like second level they're really really hard to deal with <laughs> yeah they're tricky yeah you know? so anyway uh so that's one thing and then i'm gonna jump to a um uh character uh option that mm-hmm. i did so I, I at the time again last year i was playing uh uh leroy who is my um uh, vanguard in uh intrepid mm-hmm. heroes he was pretty mm-hmm. high level and i was really in the vanguard so i'm um, I, I i i was able to write uh two new um vanguard aspects i'm going to talk about the first one uh distortion um so mm-hmm. The basic uh, thing is you can control the natural entropy in your surroundings to bend and distort how it interacts with yourself and others. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was sure. thinking like kind of like trying to bend light and stuff is what I was thinking yeah, I sure. wanted to do with this. So you gain uh, improved combat maneuver trip and you mm-hmm. get a uh, plus two insight bonus to stealth checks. The aspect embodiment once per combat uh, when you do de- uh, damage to a creature that has concealment, you gain mm-hmm. an entropy point without taking any additional actions. Cool. If the creature has total concealment, you get two entropy points. Great. Aspect catalyst, you and your allies within 30 feet gain concealment until the end of your next turn. The improved one is all allies within 30 feet gain concealment for two rounds. Mm-hmm. And then the aspect finale, uh, you gain two entropy points as a reaction. Uh, Spend two to actions. give your allies within 30 feet. No, you spend two entry points. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, to give your allies within 30 feet total concealment for two rounds. Mm-hmm. So I really, um, one of the things I really enjoy about the Vanguard is how you can really um, kind of take on this protector role or this helper role for your whole sure, team. Yeah. And I love, why, well, as a player, I hate going against concealed creatures. <laughs> You're right. And so I thought, man, wouldn't it be great if the Vanguard could provide concealment for his party, his or her party? So yeah. those are the two things I, two, two of the things I really, really loved. <laughs> uh, and this one went in 
Uh, I mean, that's as great. A, as a, as a yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I see on this page also that you've written a, a discipline called ethereal strike, which allows you to hit incorporeal creatures. Yeah, go figure. Where do you level. think that comes yeah. from? Well, hmm, hmm. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I also wrote uh, a lot of uh, things related to that. I, for book four of um, Horizons of the Vast, there's um, there's uh, uh, the Entropic eye. What is it? The eye of um. Oh, the third eye. The third stuff. eye. Yeah, yeah, the third eye stuff. So I wrote all that as well, and you'll mm. notice there's a couple things there for dealing with the uh, okay, sure uh, ethereal creatures as well. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look through your technomancer stuff and see if I don't see anything in here. Hmm. Phase oh. weapon. There it is. Four, yes. Fifth level. Phase uh, weapon. Make it deal full damage and critical hits to incorporeal creatures. Yes. Now, Look at your mechanic stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna crack this code, John. I, you know, you know the trick now. What's going on? I know. I know. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got your secrets. I've sussed you out. Yes, I put that everywhere now because they're so nasty. Uh, there's a while I look at while I while I look for that. I did want to point out there is a thing in here that um, you didn't write, but is is kind of wild that the uh, for an 18th level mystic that lets you turn yourself into a living spaceship. Oh wow! Yeah, I did yeah. not see that. It's that amazing. is. Uh, are you big or small, though? Uh, you're a living spaceship. You're gigantic. You're Titanic. You're. What do you mean, big or small? Oh, we have one hit point or five hit points. No, well, I mean, oh, I it's mean, medium. You're a medium starship. Okay, just yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's still a good size. I, still, I, mean, I mean, that's technically big. you could be a one person sized spaceship, and that would be that's less fair. interesting. Yeah. That's you know? So. All right, so uh, I think there's probably a um, under mechanic. Let's I think see. I did the same thing. Uh, I don't know if uh, hmm. it might already. Hmm. There might already be a mechanic thing somewhere. Because uh, I don't see I don't it. Know. Here. I did some spell related stuff in here though. Um, nope, I didn't see anything there. Yeah, there's like adaptive weapon, but that just does energy different types of different right, energies. Right, right. So. That's the other thing I like to do. I, I, I'm really yeah. interested in. There's a there's a witch warper ability that allows you to change weapon damage types, and I thought, oh man, a mechanic should be able to do that. that yeah, would be really cool. Turn the dial from cold to hot on your yeah, exactly. Your frost gun and shoot flames. There's a weapon that that does that. It's in um. Oh, it's like one of the AP something like that. Yeah, it's a like a mining weapon, and you can switch it from hot to cold or something. Hmm. Hmm. I had a character that had it. It's like a, ah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so it's cool. It's great. Anything else uh, of interest to you that you saw throughout the book besides the mystic turning into a living starship? That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty. You know, I was flipping through this. That was pretty cool. Oh, let me let me let me look at this counselor again while I'm here. Um, so the so things that is some really interesting archetypes in general, by the way. There's some some real real wild ones, and there's like there's like some like things that are just sort of like off the wall, like you know your control. You have a personal soundtrack. You're an audio thing or you're an exalted champion of some kind but then there's like counselor and major league coach <laughs> yes which is pretty funny um it's always it's always a weird like a that's the that's an unusual thing about starfinder it has this 
it walks this line sometimes uh, between what themes and archetypes are. Right. Um, because some themes could be archetypes and some archetypes could sound like themes. Um, God, this, this counselor art is just a Lashunta with the, it's just a grouch, just scratch on Marx if he were a Lashunta and also then a counselor. What uh, what page is that on? Oh, the uh, ninety six. Ninety six. Okay, it's gonna show the art uh, to people. Oh sure, yeah. Maybe oh yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Seeing that, yeah. Oh, big old, big old eyebrows, big old mustache. Oh, I I can't see my picture here, so I can't quite. Uh, okay. Yeah, there yeah. It is. So yeah, like that. <laughs> very very funny. <laughs> That's funny. But you know, you see, you look in this book um, has the paranormal investigator theme, which is right. brought over from um, Signal Screams. Right. Um, but like, I could see paranormal paranormal investigator be an archetype, right? It, right. There's. I agree. That's something that was always a little unfortunate about Starfinders. Like the first whatever eight or so themes in in the core rulebook were meant to be so broad that every time we want to add a new theme, we have to like. There's no other sort of it's difficult to come up with a broad theme that isn't already sort of used in a way, right? You know, like pilots mm -hmm. and scoundrels and stuff like that. Um, and then they got real, some of them get real specific, but then some of them are too specific, in my opinion, because they just sound like archetypes. So that's going to be interesting to see how second edition handles like that. I'm sure they're going to the backgrounds thing, and there'll be more right. archetypes like counselor and then you can have an archetype that's counselor and you can have an archetype that's exalted champion and it's kind of fits in the same space right i imagine they would do away, away with themes if they're trying to make it compatible with the, yeah yeah, they're gonna do away with themes they're gonna have to have yeah. backgrounds which yeah yeah have a lot in common with themes but are definitely different because it's always like themes are always like who you are and what you're doing backgrounds are kind of like who you were i mean i could see counselor also being a background and then you're right. no longer a counselor. You're, you know, an envoy who does whatever. Um, but then again, you know, you still want to do counseling as a on on your starship. Why not? You know, it's interesting uh, at looking at some of these themes. A lot of these are uh, oftentimes people have uh, professions. Yeah. Uh, before and now, it looks like some of these are you know like the bouncer. Uh, before people might have had a profession bouncer. Yeah. You know. A uh, diplomat might have been a profession, a uh, personal trainer, rancher, uh, vid gamer. I know I've known lots of people yep. that have done a vid gamer uh, yeah. profession, you know. So, yeah, so it's kind of interesting, uh, kind of the expansion on those. So, oh, and there's they also detail more um, species. Oh, yeah. Uh, playable yeah, yeah. species. A couple of them picked up from APs. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them, again, as I said, picked up from the. Um, God, is it what it called? Alien character deck, I think it's called. Right, right. And just sort of put here so that we can have them in a hard book that it's easier to bring to a society play or or your t home table than a card mm -hmm. <laughs> with all the information on it. Yeah, so they have Plus some new ones. ones. In... Pardon yeah. me? Plus some new ones. Uh, yeah, new species. New... Yeah, this... Um... Skuraday? This is yeah, that's a weird one. It's a yeah. little guy. 
I mean, there's they talk about the Novian who's just a little blob of sun, but this is yeah. like the Scaridae looks like a creature or a, yeah. a creature companion. They're small fae. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the descript the physical description doesn't doesn't necessarily say it's by like quadrupedal, but the picture says it's quadrupedal. Yeah. Well, it's so about maybe three feet tall up. with short legs, large ears, and long tails. Yeah, that's... <laughs> you know, that just sounds like skidamanders with long ears and tails. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's, it looks like it's a like a skidamander on all all six, I guess. Sixes. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of cool stuff in this book, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad it's out. Yeah, me too. Glad it's out. And people can enjoy it, and people can take this stuff and continue to play first edition Starfinder if they so desire. Yeah, no, I think there's a a, a lot to it. And even, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's, I'm excited for when uh, all this stuff, whatever, get, becomes society legal because mm -hmm. I have a bunch of GM blobs, and I'll just start making a new character that's uh, there you go. fits one of these. And um, I'm probably due for starting a new campaign sometime soon. So there you go, AP or something, and uh, then it's free game. You don't even need to be society yeah. legal, and you could be a uh, holographic, um, Enhanced holographic uh, counselor if you want. Just like a, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in, I'll be a in doctor, DMH. I guess. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, that's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, this is been a, a a fun time discussing this with you jason mm -hmm. yeah we should we can always talk about it more later on to get into more details i mean it might be fun to i want to hear uh what new character you want to make with these rules oh okay N maybe then next time let, then i'll come think up about too yeah i'll think about them next time very good yeah yeah well i'm john and i'm jason and this has been digital divination <laughs>